Welcome back, everyone, to the High Tempo Sports Podcast, episode 180. Today, we are back for another weekly episode. Before we get into today's episode, obviously, go check out our last episode. We did our third episode of the 25 words or less. It was me and Barry Hill versus Ivan and Jake. It was pretty fun. Um, so go check that out. It's everyone's favorite series. Yeah, we're keeping spoilers. This is a spoiler-free episode for the next five seconds. Yeah. One, two, three, four. I've missed a second. Yeah, I, me and Barry Hill got the dub. It was easy for yep. them. They, 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 actually, it wasn't. It was a good match. It was a good match. It good came match. down to the last round. So yeah. go check it out, though, if you want to see the game. Still, obviously, if not, you can go to our TikTok and check them out because I'll be posting them on there. And while you're doing all of that, you might as well give our YouTube a like and subscribe and follow us on Twitter and Instagram. All that good mm-hmm. stuff. All right, let's get into today's episode. We are recording this on Wednesday. Um, I haven't got to talk to you about this. You went to the Pistons game. We know we're recording this on Thursday. It is this not is, Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, this my days Thursday. are messed up. Today is Thursday. <laughs> um, but yeah, you went to the Pistons game on Tuesday. How was that? It was awesome. I didn't know it was a teal game until I walked. It was the in. last teal game, right? Yeah, and got yeah. they like handed me the free teal shirt, and I had no idea that it was a teal game oh, until really? like I walked in. I was like, holy shit, like, I can't believe I'm actually getting to see a teal game. Like, this is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, it was a lot of fun. The Pistons, actually, it was a pretty decent game. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were down and then made a comeback in the fourth quarter. And then Jimmy Butler went nuclear yeah. for the last, like, three minutes and was chirping at everybody, letting the whole arena know that there wasn't a person there that could guard him. And he was <laughs> right. He got double teamed on one possession in the fourth quarter, and he just dribbles. He avoids double teamed with dribbling away one stop pull up jump shot over both of them and just looks at the piston bench and whip motions give me more there isn't enough defenders <laughs> yeah. on me it was it was a lot of fun though Jay Nivey I think had 30 points in that game he's mm-hmm. been in these high scoring totals the last couple games I think that was the first game of the year as well that they started both Wiseman and Duran together which uh was something that obviously we've been like waiting to see uh yeah the Pistons have two games left this year that I I don't know who they play Friday or Saturday, but they close out the season Sunday against the Bulls. So that kind of leads us into what today's episode is. We are doing our end of season special, I guess. Yeah, we're going to be picking our award winners, all NBA teams, all defense teams, all rookie teams, all the good stuff. Um, And then we're going to talk a little bit about college basketball, obviously, because there's still a lot of news going on there. And we're going to touch on the NFL draft that's coming up and baseball getting started. So quickly, let's talk about something that I don't think we've ever talked about on this show. And that is the Masters started today. <laughs> oh, it did. Uh, so shout out to you golf watchers that yeah, are watching facts. golf. I I am watching the Masters. Uh, I, I use some of my UConn future bet winnings. Uh they have a special on FanDuel. No no uh, promotion here for FanDuel, <laughs> by the way. But basically, you bet on a guy to win, and if he makes finishes in the top 20, you get your money back. So I picked John Rahm because I know who he is. <laughs> yeah, you know his name. And he's going off right now. He's tied for first at 7-under uh, right now, so hopefully he continues to dominate throughout the weekend because that would be nice. Yeah, I found it interesting that they let the live golfers in the Masters this year. That is year. interesting. It's super – it's just – it's an interesting conflict – that goes on because I like, don't know a lot about that whole situation, mm-hmm. but I, I, what I remembered was they said if you sign with Live, you cannot be in the PGA. Yeah. So I don't, but I don't know enough to speak on it. So I don't yeah, know what's either. going on. But I just know like the the Live players are getting annoyed really quickly because all the questions 
are centered around well why are you here if you play for the live blah yeah. blah that would that it's it's golf is crazy golf is such a wild sport the fact that you don't get paid unless you win like if you finish like 59th every tournament you're not making any money <laughs> like you probably need a second job which is just crazy to me it's the weirdest professional sports so yeah we'll see who wins uh the masters let's talk about college basketball because obviously that happened uh, while we were gone, mm-hmm. UConn wins the men's tournament and LSU wins the women tournament. Let's talk about a controversial topic. On yeah, the we podcast, don't do this often. We don't do it often. I, I want to talk controversy right now. Um, after LSU beats uh, Iowa in the championship game, which was a was a decent game, it was not as good of a game as I was hoping for. Mm-hmm. I did watch most of it. Um, which, by the way, the women's tournament was really good this it year. Was it was awesome. It was star-studded. A lot of fun games. The Final Four was really good. Even the Elite Eight game with uh, Iowa and Louisville was a good one. But uh, there's a lot of talk about the Angel Reese trash talking and just the LSU team in general, the amount of trash talk uh, that went into going at Caitlin Clark basically mm-hmm. at the end of that game and now there's stuff with Jill Biden inviting <laughs> both teams to the Capitol and LSU doesn't even want to go now. A lot of stuff to unpack here, but mm-hmm. I want to get your thoughts on the the trash-talking uh, controversy. Yeah, and I think when we talk about it, it's specifically the the you-can't-see-me you can't motion that Angel Reese made at the end of the game. Uh, I saw a lot ring of people... me, too. Yeah, yeah, the ring. I, I love the trash-talk and everything. I think it's important. I think... Especially, like, I, there's always been, like, the weird stigma. The girls haven't typically trash-talked right. like the way we saw between these two teams. And even previously with Han- Haley Van Lith and Caitlin Clark, mm-hmm. uh, they were talking a ton. However, rarely do we see a player do that on that big of a stage that obviously. Like, the way she followed Caitlin Clark around Lately the went court. Up her, yeah. And, like... We've never. I mean, if if anybody else did that ever, it would be instantly criticized and called classless. Uh, and I, I'm a believer that I don't mind anything else that happened. I don't mind them talking shit after the game, mm-hmm. anything. But it's just the fact that they did it on the court and like the saddest moment of your season <laughs> is like it really rubbing it in your face. Oh yeah. Uh, and I think Caitlin Clark has also handled everything really well. She went on uh, ESPN and talked about. How she wouldn't? Why would she accept the invite to the White House? Exactly. And and I totally agree. Why did she get the invite why, to the White yeah. House? She's a she lost. It's ridiculous. It, that that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Like I'm totally Angel Reese. Shout out you for saying what a joke because it is a joke. It is. There is no way that the lo- the losers have never been invited to the no. White House. So why start now? What, and let's I just do? it, What's it does bring up the question: If Iowa wins, does LSU get the invite? Hell no. I'm guessing no. Hell no. Like and I, you know, you can go into the reasons behind that, but. I am guessing no. So yeah. it's just, yeah, I mean, the trash talk thing is like, I mean, Angel Reese has been that person. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like this is anything new. Like, yeah. I even, like, I didn't watch much, like, college basketball, women's college basketball throughout the season this year. But even, like, I would see clips on Instagram and stuff of just her just hitting the too small, like, yeah. an absurd amount and stuff this year. And so it's like, I understand why some people, like, find it. Uh, some people find it, you know, like they don't like that part of the game, trash talking and stuff like that. I understand. I just think a lot of the people that are upset with the way Angel Reese uh, was trash talking were the same people that thought Caitlin Clark doing was it was cool. Was cool you yeah, know? absolutely. And obviously, you know, like we know why yeah, those oh, yeah. people are like we that, know. you know? So it's just no like secret. It, it, that that is really I, that's a weird thing to me. Like, it's just like, let them 
be them, you yeah. know? And they're going to match up next year, hopefully. We we might see these two step on the court again. And again, Angel Reese, awesome. I, don't, I love the trash talk. Like, mm-hmm. it was awesome watching Caitlin Clark. And, and, and I saw... Uh, real quick, I just off topic. I saw people calling like Angel Reese like a scrub. This girl's a baller. Yeah, like, she like had the most double doubles in the NCAA tournament history. She or was nuts, yeah. and she averaged a double double on the season. I think she actually had the most double doubles in a season ever from a, like in like yeah. Yeah, she was cold, like absolutely cold, and so she's allowed to talk her shit. But I just think the way it was so blatantly. Like, there was no hiding it. It went on I do like understand 10 seconds, that, yeah. 12 seconds. That might have been a little much. But I don't mind you looking at her and doing the you can't see me, pointing at your fingers. We see NBA guys do that all the time, uh-huh. and we don't criticize them Dylan a ton. Dylan Brooks is the only guy that really gets the criticism yeah, for Yeah, the only one. I mean, Clay does. Clay I mean, everyone, actually, everyone gets criticism, but yeah, not yeah. like this level criticism, yeah, not, I feel like. Yeah, not having to go on and do talk shows about your trash talk. Which is just so horseshit. You just want a natty, and all they want to talk about is how you how you act instead of the way you play. Yeah, which is what it's really about. Uh huh. So yeah, that was that was just a little talking about that because I thought that was a, that that's something that I've just been seeing in the media, and it's just it's really pointless to me. It's just mm-hmm. like it's just another thing. It's another controversial thing that people want to make bigger than it is. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And as LSU going to the White House, I don't think they I don't I think they said that they Angel Reese said like she don't want to. So yeah, I don't I, know if they're I don't know if they're going to or yeah, not. The whole but, team feels that way. Or yeah, whatsoever. so we'll see. Uh and then UConn wins the men's tournament. They win their fifth national championship since 1999. Uh dominant fashion. Mm-hmm. They've won every single game by double digit points, which I think they were the fourth or fifth team ever to do so. Which kind of did surprise me a little bit. I thought that they would be like one of the first teams to ever do it. Um, but yeah, dominant run from UConn. And I want to get into another controversial topic <laughs> off of a national championship. Wow, quick. Let's talk about the blue blood situation. Oh, yeah, that, yeah. that is just another thing that just really is weird. It's, and it's the dumbest argument in the history right. of so sports. Is UConn now a blue blood that they won this fifth uh, national championship? So I know that some people look at blue bloods and feel like there can only be a certain amount. Yes. And like I, I see people saying that now Villanova is not a blue blood anymore because of UConn's Were they ever a blue blood? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But five rings in 24 years, if that doesn't make you a blue blood, I don't even know if you care to be like blue blood might be an unattainable standard for majority <laughs> of teams. Yeah, you might have had to have won 13 championships <laughs> in the 70s or whenever UCLA did all that <laughs> to be to be counted as a yeah, blue why blood. Why are they still a blue blood? I mean, it just depends on what your definition, your personal is, because you have a team like Villanova and a team like UConn who have been really good in recent mm-hmm. college basketball history. From If that's your standard, like then they are for sure blue bloods. But pre-2000 or whatever, you know, these programs were not anything special like at all. So it's like, obviously for guys like you and I who didn't live pre-2000, yeah. our definition of like Villanova and UConn probably are blue yeah, bloods. To me. UCLA... Probably isn't a blue blood. I think they have one natty since 2000. But you have the other side of it where it's like UCLA clearly should be because they have the most national titles ever, like by a landslide. But the obvious, the, the like for sure blue bloods, I mean, like Duke, UNC, UNC Kansas, Kentucky. <sighs> Yeah, probably Kentucky. Probably Kentucky. Those are like the four for sure. That's what I would say. And then UCLA is like whatever you think. UConn and Nova is whatever you think. I I don't think Michigan State like is in that tier. Like I I, think they're knocking on the door. I think they're in that next tier of teams. Like I think those four I said, and then you have you know UConn, Nova, 
I don't want to count. UCLA is just weird. They're just whatever. They, they suck. They're just whatever you and want. And it's not that they're bad. I didn't mean that as in they <laughs> suck. I mean the argument, like the whole discussion about UCLA sucks. It's the same thing as Indiana. Indiana's yeah. in the same boat. They are a lot of teams consider mm-hmm. them to be like right outside that blue blood, but what have they done for me lately? You know? Not a lot. They've Nothing. missed the tournament plenty, plenty of times over the last twenty years. So where you have Michigan State that like has not missed it. In yeah, so long, yeah, yeah. So I would actually consider Michigan State like I don't know if it's because I've grown up here, but I would consider them a blue. I mean, I always to used me. to before I like actually realize that like what does it matter? Like if it, I say it, they yeah. are aren't, then what does it change? Exactly, Nothing. and somebody's just gonna argue with it. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, so like I mean, they're not on the same level as them other four teams. So if you yeah. only want to keep five or four blue bloods, then MSU is not in it. Yeah, but for sure. That's just. It's a weird topic because it's just it, it's another thing for people to argue about that it's just like someone needs to come up with like a ranking like yeah. a, a, like the NCAA needs to say these are the blue bloods <laughs> just like how the NBA did the top seventy five yeah, yeah yeah just so we actually have something to like base it off of. But what happened with the NBA seventy five? We just argued about who didn't make it exactly. <laughs> I mean, if- but like at least at least there's like something that we can see and be like that's wrong. Blue Bloods list is just like, yeah, there isn't one. Yeah, you're Everyone right. just has their own. Everyone just thinks they know what a Blue Blood is. And I don't even know what, I, I've got no clue what I consider a Blue I don't blue know blood. either. Do you have to have the color blue in your, like, <laughs> yeah. I, then we're screwed if that's the case. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's the college basketball talk. We are going to get into some college basketball portal news um, after the NBA talk, but it's, it's been too long. Let's get into mm-hmm. the NBA talk. Season ends on Sunday, so today's Thursday. We have four days left of games. It is going to be absolutely wild to see what comes down to the wire. Do we want to talk about potential playoff matchups and standings first, or do we want to get into awards and everything first? I think we should do playoff standings. I think so, too. So right now in the Eastern Conference, things are actually kind of like settled, honestly. Like Milwaukee's the one seed. They clinched the one seed last night. Boston is two. Philly's three. Cleveland's four. New York is five. I believe all five of those teams stay where they're at because there's only the each team only has like two or three games left, mm-hmm. and these teams are all like two or three games spread apart. So they most likely will be in that spot. Uh, the Brooklyn Nets right now are still outside of the play-in tournament as the sixth seed, but the Miami Heat, the seventh seed, still have a chance. They are two game or they're a game and a half behind Brooklyn, so there's a chance that the Heat snag that in spot from the Nets, but the Nets did mess up the Pistons last night. Spencer Dinwiddie, 16 assists last night, by the way. Damn, that's got to be a I mean, career high for that's him. A, it has to be. That's There's no way he's gotten 16 before. That's I don't crazy. Think so. And also, RJ Hanson had 27 points off the bench, too, which was I didn't wild. see that stat at yeah. all. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know they played last night. Yeah, they played back-to-back, yeah. It was their last home. I gotcha. think it was their last home game. I'm gotcha. Sure. Um, but, um, so yeah, Miami and Brooklyn, those two teams are kind of in the mix here. But then the three other teams are locked into the play-in tournament. You have the Atlanta Hawks, Toronto Raptors, and Chicago Bulls. Don't know what order yet because it's close, but the Bulls will be the 9 or 10. They they won't be able to get the 7 or 8. Heat, Hawks, or I mean not Heat, Raptors, Hawks, it's going to be a toss-up. So mm-hmm. this is going to be a battle in the East, but I'm happy that we know what the 10 teams are. Yeah, for sure. Repeat the last four again. Hawks, Raptors, Bulls. Hawks, Raptors, Bulls are the three locked into the play-in, and then either Brooklyn or Miami will be Gotcha. In. But it's it, right now it's Miami, and they are a game and a half behind, so like it probably will be them unless Brooklyn loses their last couple games. Um, so yeah, that's that's Who gonna be interesting. It? So like right now, if things were how they are, we're gonna have or I'm not gonna count the playing games. Philly versus Brooklyn or Philly versus Miami. Philly Miami was a seri- first round series last year, and I think people thought it was gonna be a lot. Or no, they didn't play in the first round. They played in the second round last year. Yeah, because Miami beat them. Yeah, Miami yep. was the one seed last year. So 
a potential rematch in the playoffs of Philly-Miami in the first round. I think that would be more fun. But Philly versus Brooklyn would be cool, but like it's not it's as really, cool without just, Katie and Kyrie. Yeah, it just it's a, it's just a really weird thing because the Nets aren't anything that they were no. when James Harden was there. Like there's the organization is totally different. The Nets are just in the they're there to mess things up. Oh like, yeah, they're there to like knock a team out that they shouldn't, and then just like it would be hilarious if they won a playoff series. But Cleveland versus the Knicks, that that is a series we almost most likely are going to have. That'd be an awesome series. That's going to be a very fun series. Uh, younger teams, obviously. Jalen Brunson, first like time with the Knicks in the playoffs. We saw how he did in the playoffs last year. Donovan Mitchell has consistently been a playoff performer. That and like the whole Donovan Mitchell to the Knicks thing, like mm-hmm. almost happened. So if he, oh dude, if he beats the Knicks in the first round, the Knicks are going to be. Knicks fans are going to be livid. I mean, even if they win, they might be livid. Knicks fans are always mad. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's true. Uh, This series is going to be awesome, and I love it because one of these teams is going to go to the second round, which I love even more. That's true. Uh, I do think Cleveland would win that series. But you're right, the Mitchell, I hope he kind of takes on that villain role like Trey Young took yeah. on a couple years ago when the Knicks were in the I'm playoffs. I'm excited to see the Knicks back in the playoffs. Oh, me dude. too, man. Like, and I'm excited fun. for the post-game fan oh, in yeah. the streets videos. Those videos are hilarious. <laughs> like they won one game in the playoffs <laughs> like that crazy. year, and it was unreal. Like That was so much fun. I think what made that so fun, though, was because that was like the playoffs was when they finally were like, all right. Full stadiums again, like yeah. no, no more like you can't see the first couple rows or whatever, like, and so that's what made it even crazier. But man, I'm excited to watch some. I can't wait again. Um, so yeah, that's the Eastern Conference right now. Your Pistons, by the way, 16 and 64. We will have the worst record in the NBA. Yes, Every other sir. team has over 20 wins, so like, kind of sucks. It, it's it's really like the Pistons. Like, we were couldn't have been terrible. the second worst team. Like, hey, but the first, the worst team. Hasn't won the lottery in the new setup yet. That's <laughs> not a good thing. But it's due. The, <laughs> I guess the worst so. team is due. We've got to win. Or it means it will never happen. <laughs> or they could mean that. <laughs> and by the way, like we are going to go into full depth on like our playoff predictions next week before the playoffs start. Um, so right now, obviously, we're not going to like pick the Nothing's winners. Nothing's locked in. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. We don't really know. Out West, this is where things get crazy. And like mm-hmm. two days from now, this setup could be way different. So right now... The Denver Nuggets are the one seed. I think they have clinched the one seed. Yes, they have. The Memphis Grizzlies are two. Sacramento is three. And Phoenix is four. Those are the only four teams that have clinched a playoff spot in the Western Conference right now. Crazy. Five and six right now. Both 42 and 38 are the LA Clippers and the Golden State Warriors. The Clippers and Lakers played last night. It was a battle and the Clippers won, which was a huge win. Um, So they are outside of the play-in tournament right now. In the play-in tournament. At seven and eight, both at forty-one and thirty-nine, you have the LA Lakers and the New Orleans Pelicans, and then your nine and ten are the Timberwolves and Thunder. But the Dallas Mavericks are tied with the Thunder right now, so the OKC must own the tiebreaker. It is going to be an all-out brawl to see who gets in this. I mean, the Warriors could be in the play-in tournament. The Lakers could be out of the play-in. Yeah, tournament. That's what's crazy. The Lakers could also just like maybe not even make the playoffs. Still, <laughs> like they could fall to eleven. I don't. I don't really don't think they could actually, but. This is just a crazy Western Conference. Yeah, I'm so much more excited for the Western Conference playoffs than anything because there are so many teams with so much to prove. I think about the Lakers. Let's say they get in as the eight. Mm Mm-hmm. They they could win the championship and it sounds crazy, but like when you have LeBron, it's it's an option. Yeah. But then you go all the way up top to like the Kings, the Grizzlies, the Nuggets. These teams have a lot to prove, especially the Nuggets. Yeah. The Nuggets have 
they have so much pressure on them to perform. There is no excuse this year for them mm-hmm. if they lose in the conference finals. Something has to happen there. What if they lose to the eighth seed in round one? It could happen. (laughs) And then you look at a team like the Clippers, who are going to make some serious noise and are some people's favorites. Yeah. It is unreal. And then we see KD has played. The Suns have not lost since KD's been playing. I mean, this is just going to be an incredible Western Conference playoffs. And, like, you have teams like the New Orleans Pelicans who have been very (laughs) hot lately. Brandon Ingram has been one of the hottest players in basketball over the last couple weeks. So they are in this mix. Like, we saw them last year against the Suns in the playoffs where they 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 made some noise in round one as the eighth seed. Like, it was was a good series. Um, The Dallas Mavericks, you know, I think it's – it's it's funny, laughy, jokey to like say, oh, the Mavericks suck, but like we all want to see Luca in the playoffs. We all do, you know. Like as as bad as their team is, playoff Luca is is different. We need him in there, but who do I who who's gonna miss it? The Thunder. I want to see no, the Thunder I, in the play-in. I, I would rather see the Thunder in the play-in than the, than the I I would Mavericks. Too. The Minnesota Timberwolves. I mean, I I know that like they have a lot of players <laughs> that people don't like, but like they they had a good series in the playoffs last year. They won the play-in tournament. It's going to be interesting to see them in the playoffs, obviously, with Rudy Gobert and mm. Cat is now healthy again. So, like, I don't – and the Utah Jazz are still alive, by the way. They, it's going to be a, It's going to be a tough route. They are a game and a half out of the play-in with Dallas also out ahead of them. So, it's going to be a tough route for them to get in. They probably won't, but – didn't Dallas, like, just the other day say they were thinking about shutting Luka and Kyrie down? I don't know if that was true or not. I think it was, like, if if they, like, were eliminated, I think that's kind of what it was, which obviously games, makes yeah. sense. Um, but, yeah, it's just, like, it's been a crazy run here in the West. Out of the play-in teams, like, it, let's say it, things fall how it is right now. You have Lakers, Pelicans, Timberwolves, Thunder. Who gets in the playoffs? It probably will be the Lakers and Pelicans with how hot both of them have been. Right. The Thunder have definitely like slid recently. They're not winning as many games. Mm-hmm. You know, the season's kind of ramped up, so that that typically happens to the younger teams. And who's the other team? Who's uh, the, the Timberwolves? Yeah, and the Timberwolves. Like, I don't see them. They don't. I don't see them beating either one of those yeah. teams. It's just a thing, or any of those three teams. I think they're the worst out of the three, mm-hmm. and they got to beat them to make the playoffs. Hey, and I want to see LeBron in this play-in tournament because he said whoever made the play-in tournament should be fired. So, Facts. like, I want to see him in there, and like, is he going to boycott it? I don't know. Isn't this the second time being yeah. in the play-in? Yeah, because that was when he did like the oh, there's something in my eye. Oh like, yeah, against yeah. The Warriors, he threw like, in I couldn't three rims. even see. Yeah, like <laughs> there were three rims. <laughs> Le cap. Um. <laughs> But yeah, I, I, I hope that I think that I'm the same as you. Lakers, Pelicans get in uh, as much as the Thunder and Timberwolves are fun, younger teams. I think those teams are just they're more realistic to make some noise in the playoffs as far as like in a series against a team. But like if if the things are how they are right now, I mean, we have a first round matchup of Denver, New Orleans, which is a battle by no means. Um, Memphis, Lakers. That is uh, like are the crazy. Lakers favored to win that series? Like I don't know. That series would be so intense. Exactly the amount of shit talking. Think about how much the Grizzlies talk to LeBron and how mad it makes him. Oh yeah, when he gets talked to, like LeBron gets so like angry. Like, why are you talking to me? <laughs> that series could be awesome. And then you could have Kings Warriors, which would be a super fun oh, series battle word. of the Western Offenses. Conference, or I mean the California. I mean, and then you would have Suns Clippers. Which would be a crazy series. Like, how is one of those teams going to lose in the first that's round? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, I honestly, oh, this is this is going to be a crazy Western Conference. For... Um, yeah. Like I said, Sunday is the final game of the season. So we will 
Next week, uh, we will have our predictions. I don't know if we should do them before or after the play-in tournament. Because I think last year we did them before the play-in tournament. And it kind of screws things up. It kind of screws things up. It's, I mean, like, if there was teams that we know, like, aren't going to win. Like, in the mm-hmm. East, you know, like, I don't think it would matter that much. Like, are yeah, the Atlanta facts. Hawks really going to yeah, upset some somebody? Noise, yeah. No. But could the Lakers, could the Warriors, could the Pelicans? Hell yeah. Yeah, I think they could. So we probably should wait. I believe that the play-in tournament is on tuesday wednesday and then the playoffs start thursday so oh that'll work then. so well we could just go wednesday night depending on or maybe just thursday morning or something we probably do wednesday night we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out but yeah, you'll, you'll have a podcast out um so yeah let's get into the meat and potatoes of today's episode our award final not i mean only say predictions because like it's this the is end of the this year. is the high tempo podcast award show yeah we are presenting our awards these are our official votes. If we had ballots, this is who we'd cast them yeah, for. Yeah, exactly. Which I'm happy I don't have one. Me like, too. Because this it, is hard. And dude. I would I would hate to get like called out like that one guy who voted for Carmelo Anthony. Oh like, yeah. When you LeBron, when LeBron was unanimous. The, yeah, exactly. Or like Jalen Rose who put uh, Kyrie Irving on an All NBA team last year and like he played in, like, <laughs> like thirty 20 games. games. Yeah. yeah, exactly. He only so. played in home games. <laughs> Uh, away games. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't even play on his home floor. Yeah, I know. All right, so what do we want to do first? The awards or all NBA teams, all defense, all rookie? How do we want to go about hmm, doing this? I don't know. I think the awards, awards first, first. Yeah, I think so. And then so. the all teams. All right, so let's start with the new, brand new award. I was, I was uh, hoping that you would remember this one, but I didn't. I didn't. I know I'm kind of joking because I knew you wouldn't. Clutch player of the year is a new award this year. It's going to be De'Aaron Fox. He like leads. Oh yeah. Yeah. Clutch yeah. Points. I did not. Like that. they're basically just like saying like, that's the clutch player of the year right there. Like every time he plays. So it's just like, there isn't even like a prediction anywhere for it. So I just, really? it's kind of funny. Yeah. Um, all right. Coach of the year. Who you got as your coach of the year? I got Mike Brown. Let's give Kings two awards then. Clutch player and coach of the year. <laughs> uh, to get the Kings into the playoffs alone is just magical, I would say. Yeah. For a team that, since I've been alive, has never seen a playoff series. That's incredible. Yeah. Uh, shout out Mike Brown. Yeah, I got Mike Brown as well. Um, I believe Joe Mazzula is the odds-on favorite currently. That's um, messed up. But Mike Brown, I got to give it to Mike Brown just because of, you know, I mean, it was his first year, which obviously being a first-year coach is, it's not the same as, you know, just improving from a year before, but it's the Kings, man. Like, the, the Kings are not supposed to be here. They they are cursed franchise, uh, but they are a really fun team. They're one of the best offenses in the entire NBA. They have a, a crazy home court advantage because their fans are awesome, and mm-hmm. they like the beam. Um, but I do think Joe Mazzula should get some love, and I think Mark Dagnall from OKC should get some love too. I would agree because they have taken quite the leap this year. All right, uh, sixth man of the year. Who is your sixth man? I didn't write one down. You got to think. You got to. I'll spit ball in my All head. Right. Uh, I want to just tell you my yeah, sixth yeah, yeah. man. My sixth man of the year is Malcolm Brogdon. Um, he is not currently the odds-on favorite as Emmanuel quickly, but I'm taking Brogdon because he's actually come off of the bench in every single game this year. Boston's one of the best teams in the league. He's one of the top three-point shooters in the league. Malcolm Brogdon, I think, should be sixth man of the year. I'm also going with Malcolm Brogdon. Uh, yeah, that one's actually one, like the obvious one to me. Because Emmanuel quickly started like 30 games yeah, this exactly. year or something Yeah, exactly. Like, quickly is the heavy favorite now at this point. But it's just like, 
I mean, yeah, he qualifies to be the sixth man of the mm-hmm. year, but like he wasn't really the sixth. Yeah, man. and his numbers are like ridiculously better when he starts. Yeah, because like he, he averages like uh, like eight points a game. Well, as yeah, because Nick starters all play forty minutes a piece, yeah, and then the bench dudes play like ten. Classic so. Thibodeau, exactly. Classic. All right, let's move on to most improved player. Who is your MIP? I think this guy came out of nowhere. My MIP is Lowry Markkinen. He literally, I thought he was like. Almost, I wouldn't say done because he was good in Cleveland, but he was so oddly used. He was a seven foot three, uh, seven foot three. He was a seven foot small forward, and he could shoot the ball. But he got to Utah and just was unlocked. It was like he evolved, like a Pokemon does when he gets to a certain level. He was nuts this year. First ever player in NBA history to have a hundred dunks Saw that. and two hundred threes in a season. That's kind of weird. That it just kind, feels is, like it's... That is kind of weird. It's just like Paul George never did that or anybody. <laughs> like LeBron never... I mean, I guess he probably, LeBron probably never made 23s. Yeah, like, I don't know. Paul George seems like somebody yeah, who would do it. Yeah, he definitely does seem like a guy that would do that. <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, shout out Lar- Lowry and his breakout season. I think, to me, he's the... I know there is another guy in the top Shea of the race. Is like so, the oh, yeah, guy, yeah, yeah. But Shea... Shea. Well, I mean, not the top guy. Like he's like Shea don't guy. need to be there. Yeah, yeah. I have Lowry Markin as my most improved player as well. Like Shea, obviously, could be here, um, especially because like his team took a leap and he took a humongous leap mm-hmm. in like points per game. But I think we all kind of knew that Shea had that in him, you know. Yeah. Whereas like Lowry Markin was like you said, came out of nowhere. Like he really was the main piece of that Donovan Mitchell trade. But was like, I mean, you could argue Colin Sexton was the main piece of that trade. Um, and now he is leading this bright future Utah Jazz team that really could – that team is is scary going mm-hmm, forward, especially for if they sure. land a top whatever pick. You know, they're going to have a lottery pick, obviously. So, um, yeah, Lowry Markin is a fun player to watch, man, because he just – he straps threes and he mm-hmm. posters a lot of dudes. Yeah, like, he he's, do. he's a long player that plays on the perimeter. Those guys are fun to watch. Um, and he's – yeah, he came out of nowhere – Definitely, and he's a potential NBA player as well. So, Larry Markkinen is the MIP. Let's move on to Rookie of the Year. This one's pretty obvious. It's Paulo. I yeah. mean, leader in rebounds, not assists, but points. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's just a dog. Yeah, uh, Paulo Bancaro is the Rookie of the Year. It's it's really, there was a slight, there was like a week or two where people were like, is Jalen Williams yeah. actually Rookie of the Year? No, <laughs> it's following. Yeah, know. that's just a crazy. Thought. I mean, it just happens every year where like yeah. a rookie's dominant like for so long, and then like a dude finally like gets into the groove, and it's like, whoa, he played better for three weeks. <laughs> Is he the rookie of the year? Yeah. Like Trey Young with Luca that one year yes. it was like, yeah, Trey Young was good, but like only for the back half of the year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And Luka was like, good all year. <laughs> exactly. Paulo Bancaro did shoot like three percent from three, I think, yeah. in March or something, <laughs> I saw that. which is pretty unreal. Uh, but he's still the rookie of the year. Defensive player of the year. This is basically a two-man race at this point. Which one of the two did you choose? I went with Brooke, uh, number one team in the Eastern Conference. And he's, I mean, he's been the head of the best defense in the league for multiple years. I shouldn't say the head. He's been a major piece yeah. of it for multiple years now. So I, I gave the nod to Brooke. I did go with Jaron Jackson Jr. This definitely could be my Spartan bias here, but I uh, no. led the league in blocks. Um, and I, I love, like, Brooke Lopez for sure deserves his flowers, and I think it's awesome that he is because he really has, you know, like, who would have told me that Brooke Lopez went a depot and he's in Brooklyn, you know? Like, no one, you know? Yeah. So it's just like, but he has Giannis on his team and he has Drew Holiday on his team when it's just definitely like... Definitely a benefactor. Like, the, the team defense is very good for yep. sure. Um, not taking anything away from Brooke Lopez, though. I think that's just one of the reasons why I chose uh, to take Jaron Jackson over Brooke Lopez. Lastly, the most controversial one of them all, the MVP pick. Who do you got? 
This one, I, I, I actually have a name crossed out. I redid the thinking. If I were to have a vote this year, the MVP of the league to me would be Giannis Antetokounmpo. Uh, my jersey kind of gave it away. I was going to make an Embiid joke because that's what I had written down after the 52. But then I went, no, I can't be a recency bias guy. Right. And then I went, man, it's just too early in Giannis's career to not give it to the best player in the league. Yeah, Giannis, to me, I mean, defensively, offensively, dominant his impact it's just all he has all the pieces i think we just look past him because we're already bored of giving the award to Giannis. and he's having one of the best years of his career as well yeah for sure i know you said you don't want to be recency biased but uh the sports books for sure are recency biased um we talked about the odds last week and i believe that Jokic and Embiid were pretty tight it was Embiid a little bit slightly favored after Joel Embiid's great performance the other night which once again not saying not taking anything away from Joel Embiid yeah uh, he has moved to minus 1,000 to win the MVP award, whereas Jokic and Giannis are both at plus 1,200 to win the award. So He's it is favorite. looking like Joel Embiid is going to win the MVP. However, I also chose Giannis Antetokounmpo to be the MVP of the NBA. Um, He's having one of the best years of his career. We The the argument behind uh, Jokic last year was a lot. Of, I mean, at least just something that was driving it was, you know, he hasn't had Jamal Murray all year. He hasn't had Michael Porter Jr. all year. He was the sixth seed, still won the MVP. Like, he's carrying this team. Giannis, I, I don't want to say he hasn't had Middleton all year because Middleton has just been in and out all year, but he has not been himself all year. He's kind of just now getting back into it. Um, Gian, and this team is the one seed. You know, they are the best team in the NBA, not just in the Eastern Conference. The Nuggets have fallen off a little bit. The Sixers have just been behind the Bucks all year. They're mm-hmm. the best team in the NBA best player in the NBA that's having his best season of his career. I got to give it to Giannis. I know that he's not the favorite, but like you said, if I had a vote, I would vote for Giannis to be the MVP. Mm -hmm. I would too. Mm -hmm. I'm much more of the best player in the league type of mantra. I mean, it's definitely like who had the best season, you know, because, but I think Giannis had the best season. I would agree. Joel Embiid, you know, is leading league in scoring as a center back to back years. It's crazy. Jokic is almost averaging a triple-double on 25 points per game. Mm-hmm. Crazy. I think what Giannis is doing is just more impressive. Yeah, every single one of them, those three all have a case. You, you Again, we, we've talked about this multiple times. If you told me any of them, I can't argue it with you. No. I'll give you my reasons. You give me right, my reasons. Let's go our separate ways because you're right. I'm right. There, there could be three MVPs this mm-hmm. year. There could be the first ever three-way tie. Yeah. I mean, that's how incredible this year has been with the, with the race between these three. Oh, yeah, it definitely has. Like, and it's just there is no wrong answer. You can no. pick a guy and it's like, cool yeah like, for sure that dude probably does deserve it yeah, like facts. i don't yeah i don't really care that he does you know so and Embiid probably does like i feel i do feel bad i know like, i do feel bad because like i think Giannis is going to have more good seasons than Embiid. just health reasons and bunch of bunch of factors going to that but like so i feel like Embiid's window is smaller so maybe we yeah. should give it to him That's true. <laughs> you and know like, what i he's mean he's also been the scoring champ the last two seasons which is oh just like, it's pretty crazy crazy um, but, like, I mean, if you said, like, Luca was the MVP, like, it would be a little, like, all right, like, come on. It's not. <laughs> all right, so that is our awards. Let's hop into our all-NBA teams. Let's do the rookie teams first. Uh, who's on your first team all-rookie? Just give me all five of them. My first team all-rookie is Jaden Ivey, Jalen Williams, Keegan Murray, Paulo Bancaro, and Walker Kessler. I have the exact same first team all-rookie. I did totally biasly put Jaden Ivey mm-hmm. on first team all rookie. Will he actually make it? Like I would say chances are probably lower than higher for him to actually make the first team. Um, but the, his, this stretch he's had this last month, I think just has been 
very impressive out of Jaden Ivey. So I, I gave him first team. Yeah, I was totally biased. I had my original first team written down. And I was like, no, Ivy's better than this guy. Like I just, I, I just watched Ivy play. Yeah, he's he's faster than you think. He finishes everything. And he's been a much better like shooter. This mm. like the numbers don't tell you, but like coming off of a screen, his mid range jumper has been really good. His three point, I mean, he shoots a, a high volume of threes this back half of the year, but he does make a good amount of them. Yeah, like, I think for sure. he's been a he's been a better shooter than at least I thought he was mm-hmm. going to be. And Not his, saying he's a good shooter. But. His decision making has developed a lot over this first year. He's mm-hmm. become much better. I mean, even against the Heat, he didn't make a lot of mistakes. That's no. a great defensive team. Bam was back. Jimmy was playing. I mean, the whole team was playing. Yeah, and he he had an incredible game with very few and minimal mistakes. And as long as he continues to do that, he's. He's going to be a stud in this league, yeah. a future All Star. And he's developed uh, he's developed a great chemistry with a lot of guys yeah. on this team, especially Jalen Duran. I mean, they those two guys are always on the same page. Mm-hmm. I think him and Killian Hayes have a good chemistry as well. So it just makes me even more excited to see him play with Cade. Because yeah. me too, man. For him to be wait. even more off ball, because in, at Purdue he was a very off ball guard, mm-hmm. and we he hasn't been used like that very much this year, which for obvious reasons, you know, Cade Cunningham is not playing. So yeah. There was a play late in the game where Jaden Ivey had the ball and it was a PNR and he went to make a pass and he tried doing a jump pass over top of the defense and it got intercepted. My mom, what, what is he thinking here? I was like, eh, next year that'll be Cade. Like, that'll be a better decision next year. Cade will just pull the mid range like, and it's money. It's not Jaden Ivey's job to be doing what he's doing every night. And so we haven't it's even gotten experience. to see him at his full potential when he can. We really utilize him to his strengths. Uh-huh. Get up the sideline. We're going to get it up to you. You go yam that ball. I cannot, cannot wait we for Victor Wembanyama. <laughs> <laughs> all right, second team all rookie. Second team all rookie. I have Andrew Nemhard, Benedict Matherin, the Pacers backcourt, uh, Jabari Smith, Tari Eason, Rockets oh, front, okay, Ro- okay. little Rockets forwards, and then Jalen Duran. Nice. Uh, I really wanted to put Jalen Duran on first team, but Walker Kessler has just been so so yeah, good this year. Yeah, for sure. Kessler Kessler honestly might be the runner up for rookie of the year. Mm-hmm. It's him or Jalen Williams. Um, yeah, I have almost the same second team all rookie. I have Benedict Matherin, Andrew Nemhard as well. The Pacers duo. I have Jabari Smith and Jalen Duran, but I went with Jeremy Sohan instead of Tari Eason. Gotcha. Um. Just because I didn't want to put two Rockets on yep. here, basically. That's basically the only reason. All right, let's move on to the all-defensive teams. These ones are a little different because, like, I mean, rookies aren't positions either, but it's just kind of hard to pick. Like, what do you look at this, yeah. like, for the defensive? You know, you just kind of got to know who's had a really good year defensively. Uh, first team all-defense. My first team all-defense is Drew Holiday. I think he's a perennial first team all-defense yeah. guy. Marcus Smart, former defense player of the year. I went with a young guy in Evan Mobley because he Ooh, impresses okay, me. okay. Every time I watch him, this guy is so long. Jaron Jackson Jr. and Brooke Lopez to finish out my first team. Gotcha. My first team all defense. I went with Drew Holiday. I gave OG Ananobi the nod over Marcus Smart. So sorry, Marcus. Um, And then my other guys are Jaron Jackson Jr., who is my depoy, Brooke Lopez, and Bam Adebayo. I gave a nod on the first team. Second team. Is it crazy for me to think that Mobley can be the best player on the Cavs like soon? Uh, yeah. I, I think it's crazy. If Donovan Mitchell's there. He's not. I think he could be. Like that's how good I think he can be he on both be. sides of the ball and everything. I he is so so dynamic as a player. I love watching. He could be Mobley like the most play. important player. Yeah, I just most feel impactful. Like with, yeah, 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 yeah. With Donovan on that team, it's hard for him to be the best. player. Yeah, you're right. And he definitely probably won't. He will probably never be the star of the team by no. any means because Donovan Mitchell is he's he's a walking star power. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Even Garland, like potentially. Yeah. Like, not saying he sure. is, but like they have options. I just think, th- and uh, yeah. 
I should have rephrased that as most impactful player. I think mm-hmm. Mobley for can sure. Be he that. might already be. Yeah. Uh, my second team, I have OG Ananobi, Mikhail Bridges, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Bam Adebayo, and Nicholas Claxton. Giving love to the new center in yep. Brooklyn. My second team, all defense, I have Marcus Smart, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Evan Mobley, Nick Claxton, and I gave Jaden McDaniels a Hell nod yeah. for the second team, all defense. Two guys that I really wanted to put on these lists were Herb Jones and Jared Vanderbilt. Yeah. Jared Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt, I definitely like was considering. It was kind Me of between too. him and McDaniels. I didn't know which one to give it to, but I went with McDaniels. Man, the, they had a defensive duo in Minnesota. Yeah. Like, that is ridiculous. Oh, I know. I can't believe they traded Jared Vanderbilt. He is such a They monster. got Rudy Gobert, though. So like, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that deal. That was that deal. Uh-huh. I was thinking... Jared Vanderbilt was through the Russell Westbrook oh, no, yeah. D-Lo Well, trade. I mean, he was. He was both. He was both of them. Like, he yes. was on Utah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought, LA, I thought his but... first time. I thought he was still in Minnesota okay, no, when he yeah, came no. to LA. He was Gobert trade, and then gotcha. it's weird that those were all. Because, like, Malik Beasley is the same yeah, way. He went to Minnesota, way. Utah, Utah, LA. So, <laughs> weird. All right. Um, let's do all NBA teams. These are so hard. Um, I think okay. So, do you have any like notable guys that you know missed your All yeah. NBA teams? Okay, let's. I want to reveal those first. Okay, because I I I have five. <laughs> I have six dudes actually. Six I guys. Five. All right, four that like I wrote down because I I did my first team. I kind of did my second team, and then I wrote down all the guys left that like deserve to be mentioned. Mm-hmm. And I'm there's so many of them. So many. Okay, uh, so who who missed your All NBA teams? The one guy I texted you about him. The one guy I wanted and I was dying to put on here is Jalen Brunson. I wanted him to make an all-NBA team so badly because right. I've been so impressed by him this year. His poise, you know, a lot of people questioned him. I, Me being one of them of the mid-three, I was like, I was like, <laughs> mid three. I, I might have been the front runner for yeah. that discussion. But Jalen Brunson has shut me right up. That dude is a baller. I also put Julius Randle on here. Shout out the Knicks. Really? Neither. So Randle didn't make it either. No, he did not. And then John Morant did not make my (laughs) list. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, the guards is so hard. If if and the reason, and I'll give my reasoning for Jocks. I know people will be wondering. John Morant didn't make my list because missing so much time for such a weird situation. Right. It wasn't. You know, it was personal reasons, but weird personal reasons. Blah, blah, blah. I just didn't think he deserved it this year. He'll but be, not just because he missed time. Yes, though, right? Yeah, yeah. He he will, and he'll also be like a perennial yeah. All NBA guy. Like because he, he has played like more, more games. Yeah, oh yeah. He's played like a lot of other guys. Sixty five, yeah, sixty something. And yeah. like I've got uh, Kawhi, a lot of guys Knox, with fifty Foyle, games. 50 on games here, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. and then Pascal Siakam did not make my okay. list. Um, so I have six dudes here. Oh wait, Sabonis also didn't make my list, okay, and gotcha. Sabonis was another guy I wanted to squeeze. Him. Yeah. Okay, so my guys that missed, um, Kawhi Leonard did not make my All NBA team. It was it was really hard, man, because he he came back from injury so like the first like two weeks of the year where he like played, they were like he's back, and yeah. then like never mind, he's, gone. he's gonna sit and we're gonna play him every like five games. It was like, dude, like is Kawhi like what's going on? Like is he gonna be back? He came back. He's back. So it was really hard for me to leave him off, but he missed it. Kevin Durant missed my All NBA team just because I mean he's only played in, like forty nine games or something like that right now. He's been phenomenal, but like not even playing 50 games yet. I know they have a couple games left and he will play in them. I just can't I can't put him on over some of these other guys on this list. Respectable. Um but it's weird because like the Phoenix Suns and the Clippers have no All-NBA players for me and they're like the maybe the two favorites in the in the Western Cup. <laughs> that is odd. That you know? is very like, weird. They probably should. Yeah. Whatever. Um we're not going to have to do this next year by the way, uh, cuz this is the yeah. I mean maybe we will, but like next year we have the 
just the 15 best players in the NBA become all mm-hmm. NBA teams, which is awesome. I don't know about the game because it's 65 games to win major awards. I don't know if that qualifies for all NBA as well. I hope so. I hope so, but 65 is, I mean, it's it's a high line. Yeah, I did like see. Like, a lot of guys on here did not play 65 Oh, a ton. Like, I have most a, of them. A lot of guys who played 50 or a couple less. Yeah. Uh, I did see that players can appeal their games played. Really? So, like, if Giannis plays 63 games and felt like he should be the MVP, he can go to the league office and say, listen, I wasn't just resting on a back-to-back we were the I one seed that, with yeah. two games left. Why would I play? Uh-huh. Kind of deal. So there are there is a little bit of leeway there. I don't know how much or how how we'll see, often it will ever yeah. come into effect. Um, and then my other guys that miss Anthony Davis missed my All NBA team. It was so hard, but I really felt like I couldn't put him and LeBron on here and not have a Phoenix Sun or a LA Clipper. Uh, so AD misses. <laughs> Jalen Brunson also missed my All NBA team. Like you said, he deserved it, but there's just so I mean he's not even like the first guard off the list, honestly. De'Aaron Fox is my first guard off the list. What? So hard to not include De'Aaron Fox in an NBA team. But there's just only six guard spots, and there's so many good guards. He deserves it, I know, but he did not make it. And lastly, Lowry Markinen missed my NBA teams because he. I think he also could deserve a spot as well, but he missed. I just realized there there is a guy you named that is on your list that isn't on my list, and it's pretty wild now that I really think about it. I know it. who it is already. Who? LeBron. It's LeBron James. <laughs> LeBron James did not make my all-NBA team, and I didn't even write him as an honorable mention. <laughs> like, I don't even know what a – I just wasn't, like, crazy excited to talk about him as an yeah, honorable mention. I don't. I guess not. These all-NBA like, teams Like, did you suck. know that he missed it, or, like, are you now, like, reconsidering, like – Oh, I'm definitely reconsidering slightly. <laughs> I'm All right, well, let's slightly. get into it. Um, dude, let's start. Let's start with the third team because that Loki, the third team, is the crazy, is the hardest one. Third team. Do we start with first team? Yeah, actually? let's start with yeah. first team. Okay, it's the most obvious. First team NBA. Give me your guards, forward and center. I have at my guard positions: Stephen Curry, Luka Doncic, Jason Tatum, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and Joel Embiid as my first team. Joel gets the nod yep, over Jokic. Over Jokic. That so, was because like it was one, hard. two, three. When I was picking MVP, because I did the awards before the All NBA teams, it was like, oh, who do I take? Like Jokic <laughs> or Embiid? And I was like, dude, no, I think Giannis is. Then I was like, shoot, I still have to pick Jokic Between or Embiid yes. for the All NBA teams. Like this is so dumb. <laughs> um, so another year where the top two guys in MVP potentially will no, both not be first team All NBA. Crazy. Um, Wrong. My so your guards were Steph and Luca, right? Yeah. So my first team All NBA is almost the same as yours. My guards, I have Luca, and I put Damian Lillard on my first okay. team All NBA. I yep. know that he got put on or they sat him out the last so many games or whatever and they're not even a it's it's hard to put a t- team that isn't even making the play in as a first team all NBA player but Dame had the best year of his career this year by far and I just feel like he needs to be recognized for that yeah, and he played more sure. games than Steph put up better numbers than Steph I know Steph is a better on a better team but I just put Dame on there both of your uh all NBA guards on your first team to arm that's true playoffs. yeah that's that's totally true. Mm-hmm. I think like Luca being first team is the only guard lock on this Me too. whole list. Like the other ones are so hard. Um, forwards are Giannis and Tatum, and my center is Joel Embiid as well. Oh. I did give Joel Embiid the nod over Jokic. Um, yeah, cool stat I saw though. If Giannis Antetokounmpo is a unanimous first team All NBA vote again this year, this would be his fourth straight time being a unanimous All NBA first team player. First player to do that since 1967. Huh? Yeah. 
You're telling me like Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan only three times oh, in a yeah, row duh. was uh was first team all NBA. It's still weird. Well, no, I mean he could have performed yeah. then. Yeah. Yeah, he could have uh, like, done it. Like, I think it said the three win. players that have done it three times in a row, like in that time span is Jordan, LeBron, and James Harden, I'm pretty sure. So <laughs> uh so yeah. They, Shout out James Harden. I, I don't though. know who this guy in sixty seven was either. It didn't say. It just said first player since 67 yeah so. I, I i wonder as well do you yeah. know bob pettit worked as an accountant in the offseason really yeah he wasn't a full-time basketball that's player cool. oh so no i did hear that on jj reddick podcast. yeah that's what i heard it on all right second team all nba uh my second team all nba at the guards i have damian lillard and shea gilds alexander at the forwards i have jimmy butler and Kawhi leonard and at the center i have Nikola Jokic. Yeah, it's tough, man. This guy in your second team didn't make didn't my make list. Your list. Yeah, exactly. Well, like, you I'm might gonna, say LeBron. Right I, here. I have a guy on my second team that didn't make your list. <laughs> Crazy. Uh, it's not even LeBron either. <laughs> uh, my guards on the second team are Steph Curry and Shea Gilgis Alexander. I low key almost put Shea on first team, but just because I, I was like, it. if I put Dame first team, like why can't Shea be first team? But I didn't. Um, my forwards are Julius Randle and Jalen Brown. And my center is Nikola Jokic. Shout out Jalen Brown. So totally different list here, at least as far as the forwards go. Totally different list as far as the forwards go. Uh, <laughs> That's what I just said. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, third team. My third team at the guards, I have Jaron Fox and Donovan Mitchell. At the forwards, I have Kevin Durant and Lowry Markkinen. And at the center, I did go with Anthony Davis. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to move Anthony Davis to forward. And slide some bonus in at center. I did that last year, and, and it's, like Dave AD he, played center he, this year, and, and he did. I mean, he starts every game next to Jared Vanderbilt at the four. Like since even that like trade before happened. that trade, yeah. though, like he's he's he was the, the center still. Yeah, it just sucks that ESPN lists him at a four. And yeah, he starts every game not playing the four. What is he? I don't he's know. A five. That's <laughs> what just he is. Just because he said he wants to play the four doesn't mean he is a four. Yeah, like, it's just wild. Yeah. Um, my third team all NBA, the guard spots are John Morant and Donovan Mitchell, which by the way, like Donovan Mitchell, like had such a underrated, like not underrated, but just like, it's just gone under the radar the mm-hmm. year that he's had. Like, I mean, he, he had a potential like first team all NBA year, which he still could be first team all NBA. He very well could he's be. not going to be, but like Donovan Mitchell had a phenomenal year. John Morant also did as well. Like I know he had all that stuff go down, but like mm-hmm. he, his team is second team, second seed in the West. And he's averaging like 28 points and 8 assists, like having an amazing year. Um, so yeah, John Dono are my guards. LeBron and Jimmy Butler are my forwards. And Demonis Sabonis is my center on the third team. I had to include a king on yeah, here. For I couldn't sure. have them both miss. Um, and Fox was just the one that I, I chose to leave off. I, I threw in Sabonis there. You think Mitchell could end up like a top five MVP vote getter this year? This year? Uh, no. You don't think so? I don't think so. Because like... I the think it four goes Shea, obviously Mitchell. are like Luca, Giannis, Tatum, Joel. Or wait, no, never mind. Luca, Giannis, Tatum, Joel, and Jokic are the top five. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're definitely right. I think Shea has an argument. Yeah, Shea has an argument. He has for an MVP. argument. Like he was Steph nuts. obviously will like get the votes too. Mm-hmm. Um, but you never know. Like a dude like Julius Randle could get votes. Like yeah, he could. They're, they're just people like you and I. Like how you and I are putting our votes in. That's the same people who are doing this. Exactly. Like, I can just be like, whoa, like. 
I work for New York dude, Times. Like Lowry Marketing is the MVP. <laughs> yeah, facts. <laughs> so yeah, those are our, all of our all NBA, all rookie, all defensive, and award winners. Thank you for listening to those. All right, let's do the let's do our trivia's uh, before we get into the portal news. What are we at, by the way, time wise? Ah, uh, fifty minutes. Not bad. All right, uh, you want to go first? You want me to go first? Uh, I want you to be the guesser first. Okay. I'll present my gotcha. trivia first. This is every season since twenty ten. The Detroit Tigers hits leaders. Ooh. Who were they? Now oh. there is there is one guy who who makes a, an appearance a lot year right. after year. So every year since 2010, so we got what 12 seasons here, maybe 13. And seasons. I included this year, yeah, yeah. So 13. Oh, included like 2023. Yeah, like updated right as in. So wouldn't that be 14 years? Like 2010, 11. Yeah, it might 12, be 14. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Miguel Cabrera. Yeah, he's on the list a lot for 2011, 2012, 2013, 2014, 2016, 2019. Gotcha. Okay, so right now their leader in hits is going to be either Austin Meadows or Matt Veerling. It's Riley Green. Oh, well, you didn't need to tell me who it was. I know. I started saying the name, and it was too late. (laughs) Okay. Riley Green? Really? Yeah, I said he had eight on this web. Whatever website. I mean, he probably does, yeah. Um, All right, so... Just give you the answer to one. What the hell am I doing? <laughs> I don't know. You Terrible podcast. Forgot about how the trivia works here. Okay, so um, what do I need from like the earlier? So you need 2010, 2015, 2017, and 2018. Okay. Those are your um, post-2020. So let me try to get the 2010, guys. Is it like Victor Martinez? It is not. Is it uh, like Nick Cassianos? No. Um, You got to think older. Like... I was going to say Kinsler, but no, it's not Kinsler. Um, let me think of the more recent ones right now. I'll do that one later. Okay, uh, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. You're, on, you, you're missing 17, 18, 20, 21, 22. 19 was Miggy. Oh, okay, okay. And um, I'm, you, you said his name, 15, 2015 was Ian Kinsler. Oh, okay, okay, gotcha. Okay, man, the Tigers are were bad in this like little stretch here, so it's like... Well, I guess you also said, I mean, Castellanos is 2017, 2018. Oh, okay. So you've got those two as well. So now you're missing 2020, 2021, 2022, and 2010. Okay, so last year there hits, uh, Jonathan Scope's probably 2020. He's 2021. Okay, that's that's what, that's probably what I meant. Uh, or yeah, the, yeah, that is what I meant. So 2022, last year, who'd have had the most hits on the team? I mean, like... Like Harold Castro was like leader in average, but he there's no way he had the most hits. It's not Javi Baez. It is Javi Baez. Really? I know. It, it surprised Javi me Baez. as well. Wow. I mean, yeah, he played in damn near every game. So, yeah, I guess that makes sense. So now you're missing 2020 and 2010. 2020 and 2010. Okay. So 2020 COVID year. This could be, this could be anybody just because of how <laughs> small of a season we had. Um, is it going to be like CJ Crone? No. Or like, okay, do you know if this guy is still on the Tigers? I don't think he is. Okay. I don't think he is. Gotcha. Um, hmm. What about 2010 guy? Like, you know who he is. Oh, yeah. He's like yeah, a yeah, staple yeah. of yeah, the Yeah, yeah, this guy's Tigers. awesome. Okay. Uh, Johnny Peralta? No. <laughs> I love <laughs> He's him. awesome. Oh, no, well. it's, it's going to be uh, Austin Jackson. It is Austin yeah, Jackson. Yeah, I love Austin. He's like my favorite Tiger yeah, ever. Yeah, shout out my grandpa. I got a selfie with him, actually. What? Yeah. It was my, my grandpa's favorite player was, quick story time, my grandpa's favorite player was Curtis Granderson. 
So when they traded Curtis Granderson for Austin Jackson, he hated Austin Jackson. And he would always call him Awful Jackson every single time. But Austin Jackson was just straight up better than Granderson. Oh, he was. Like, and like when he got to the Tigers. It was more so that my cousin called him Awesome Jackson and loved him. <laughs> awesome. And so he would call him Awful Jackson just to like, you know, teaser. Mess yeah. with her. Hilarious. Shout out, Grandpa. Okay, so 2020 is the only one I have left. Hmm. And you don't think I'm gonna be honest, on. I don't I don't know who this guy is. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. I, I I don't remember. Don't who know who is. so you don't know if then if he's still on the Tigers or not, because But just, I, I think he's not because I don't really know him. You know right. what I mean? I, I But I, there's a lot of guys on the Tigers who I feel like you wouldn't. Yeah, know. I guess. But <sighs> You might make fun of me for Is it like Man, I don't. I, I you might as well just give it to me. It's I really Victor Reyes. Oh, okay, yeah, he's not on the Tigers anymore. Okay, was he, he like good? He was solid. He was a out, utility outfield player. Like wasn't really a starter, but kind of like like last year at least. Like he kind of just filled in every. Like, oh, so he was on the team last year. Yeah, he was on. Year. He was on team last gotcha. year. Not so, anymore though. Yeah, that one wasn't too difficult because of Miggy just like runs yeah. the show. Uh-huh. And I and I started writing him down. I was like, wait a second. I got to like 2011 and I saw Miggy and I was like, should I even do this as a trivia? <laughs> yeah, you should, Easton. Okay. Let's visit Detroit Tigers history. So I have a similar, uh, as far as like 10 years, I've been trying to follow that theme because I think it's fun. So, excuse me. Over the we we just did our all NBA team. So over the last ten NBA seasons since 2012, 2013, can you give me the top ten players in all NBA appearances? Okay, okay. Uh, LeBron. LeBron James is number one. He has made all ten all NBA teams. That's awesome. Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard is actually the number ten player with five. Um, there's by the way number two has eight, and then, like, there's four dudes tied for third with seven, three dudes tied with six. Okay. So. Uh, Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant is tied for third. Uh, hmm. With seven. How many did Kawhi have? Five. Okay, so Steph Curry. Steph Curry is the number two guy with eight. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. Uh, James Harden. James Harden is tied for third with seven. Can he can he go perfect here without getting one no, wrong? No, don't do that. <laughs> don't start saying that shit. Uh, oh, Damian Lillard. Dame Lillard is Let's tied for seventh with six. Okay, how many guys am I missing? You are missing one, two, three, four, five dudes. You have you have LeBron, Steph, KD, Dame, and Kawhi. Okay. Everybody's in the middle here. Now, who else got like five? Three dudes with seven, two dudes with six. Like, oh, I don't want this to be my first one wrong, but I, I just feel like he's got to be. Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook go. has seven. Yes. <laughs> Let's go. I can tell by the way you nodded your head. Let's go. Okay, so, oh, shit. <laughs> Missing four. Okay, who who would be making those? And like, this is one where I don't want to give you any hints. Yeah, Chris Paul. Chris Paul is on the list. Yes, he had, also has seven All NBA appearances. So you're missing three guys here: one with seven, two with six. Just to be clear, all current, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, uh, like definitely. Yeah. 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 All still like really good too. Okay, that that even makes it better. So then we are looking at. So what is the lowest number of guys tied that I've left? There's two dudes with six, one guy with seven. Okay, two dudes with six. Who's been good enough for six seasons? Has Anthony Davis been good enough for six seasons? Anthony Davis is not on oh. the list. 
he has been, but just like injuries. Yeah, yeah. He I, he probably's made four, I would guess, because Kawhi was. It's weird because Kawhi was the only dude that had five. Like a bunch of people have seven, bunch of people have six. He had five, and then a bunch of people have four. That is so interesting. Very weird. So I'm trying to think of like trying to think of more dominant teams. Looking at six, six guys who would who'd be getting six? Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler is not on the list. Paul George. Paul George is on the list. He has six. So you need the guy. One guy was six. One guy was seven. If I have to, I have a pretty big hint. Yeah, I don't. I hope you don't need it. Uh, let's just say that these guys, they made some first team all NBAs and it is a part of these as a part of these first team all NBA. Oh, Giannis. Giannis Antetokounmpo is, has six. I didn't guess Giannis yet. No. Oh, I thought I guessed Giannis. No. Okay. Uh, got another guy. So that's, we have one more. It's, and this is what for, with five. He has seven. Oh, this guy is seven. Holy shit. Who is this? I'm missing a baller. Missing a really, really, really great player. Yep. Do, 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 do. Running through guard, forward, center. Guard. Guard. It's not going to be D. Rose. Did I name Steph Curry? Yep. Okay. Uh, Chris Paul, Dame. Who would be the other guard that would make all these? I named James Harden. You did not name James Harden. Oh, James Harden. <laughs> it is James Harden, yes. Oh, yeah. Okay, James <laughs> yes, Harden. James Harden is the last one. So, yeah, you, that was Yeah, that money. That, uh-huh. was, that was my best performance Probably, yet. yeah. So, that was uh, the most NBA appearances last 10 years. Obviously, those will change based on this year. So, mm-hmm. let's get into our last couple things we got to talk about. Quickly, let's talk about the Tigers. Tigers are 2-5 and five so far this year. Oh, I had their home opener today against the Boston Red Sox. Miguel Cabrera had a nice base hit RBI single, and he was celebrating off of it. Yeah. It was pretty cool. Uh, they brought out some legends to throw out the first pitch, which was cool, but they lost. Uh, so they fall to two and five, but hey, it's all right. Hey, we weren't supposed to be good. I, I honestly thought we'd be 0-7 by now. I, th- I think so, too. We won the series against the Astros, so that's cool. Just I just want them to win some games just to keep Miggy's like last year somewhat relevant you know yeah, like, or at least enjoyable like the cardinals last year they weren't a play or no they ended up making the playoffs yeah so like god we're not gonna make the playoffs oh we're not even getting close so sad for miggy but like yeah, last year of just nothing just playing for no reason i know just have fun i just hope miggy hits one home run this That'd year be so cool i really don't know if he's gonna did he hit one last year yeah he had like five last year but <laughs> he I just do don't it. think he's gonna hit one this year he could do it. I hope so. I I pray. So you uh, you've been you've been what keeping up with the Angels? Your like second favorite team or whatever? Uh, not keeping up with the Angels, but oh, keeping no. up with Mike Trout, Trevor Ward or Tyler Ward, Taylor Taylor. Yep. <laughs> so many names in Shohei. My yeah. guys, those okay. three are my guys. What about your Mets too? I don't know about the Mets. Oh, okay. No clue. Are don't you have good? like three Mets players yeah. on your team? It's the I've got Pete Alonso. Oh, you have Lindor. Lindor, yep, that's the other one. And then I have an maybe outf- a pitcher, or an outfielder, Brandon Nimmo. Yeah, yeah, that's oh, okay. the other one. You know my team good. You know my <laughs> I was team just real nice. That's outfielder. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> um. So yeah, that's been baseball so far. Not like you know, there's there's not a lot to talk about not right yet. now, just because it's a weekend of the year. You yeah, know? the like, season's just like the started. Rays were six and zero, but they played against the Tigers and Nationals to start the year. Like, yeah. I mean, come on, like you're, uh, me I, and you might be able to beat. I go six and zero. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So uh, let's talk about the college basketball portal quickly. Um, we talked about this. If you if you only listen to our weekly episodes, we talked about Hunter Dickinson entering the transfer portal last week. 
um, not last week, but on our uh, 25 words or less yeah. episode at the beginning of that. So if you want to hear like our thoughts on that, go listen to the first like five minutes of that episode. But in that episode, I talked about we talked about how Maryland is like rumored to be an option. And I was like, there is no way in hell he's going to Maryland. There is a way it's in hell, like a good one that he goes a to really Maryland. good one. Um, they hired his former head coach at DeMatha uh, as an assistant coach to be part of Maryland staff, which is quite the indicator that they are going after Hunter Dickinson. Obviously, it's where he is from. Um, but it's just weird because every time he played against Maryland, like he like really went at the crowd there, like more than any other team. So it, it really just seemed like he hated Maryland. I, I wonder if he was like under recruited by Maryland or he felt like disrespected Maybe. by the Terrapins. It could I'm, be. Why would you go there now? I mean, they have like a brand new staff now. I'm pretty sure from when he came oh, into college. So, so I guess that would make sense. Yeah, it, it definitely could make sense. Um, I don't know. I think it'd just be weird for him to stay in the Big Ten. I, don't I know would why. hate it. I think it'd I be would, really weird. I would hate it so much because it would, like, listen, I already have hard feelings right now about Hunter Dickinson. I've been battling with my in my head recently. If he went to a team in the Big Ten, it would be very hard for me to have any positive thoughts about yeah. him. Like, oh, yeah. it would be really hard. I, can, I, would, I would much understand. rather him just go to Oregon or <laughs> Oregon. somewhere over there. Yeah. Anywhere <laughs> over there. Yeah. Um, so the other two teams that have been rumored, uh, Georgetown has been in the talks just because Georgetown has been in all the talks um, with their new coaching change. And then Kentucky has been rumored for Hunter Dickinson. Apparently, they were hopped on a Zoom call with him uh, oh. the other day, uh, him and Coach Cal, to talk about things, which... It's got to be flattering for Hunter Dickinson. You see what uh, Kentucky did with Oscar DeShibwe, who was a transfer from Western Virginia. West Virginia, not Western. <laughs> um, transfer from West Virginia, came to Kentucky, became the National Player of the Year. I'm pretty sure that the first year of NIL, he was like the highest uh, paid NIL college athlete in basketball, um, which I don't think Dickinson is too much concerned about NIL anyways, mm-hmm. but... Just saying, like, it's definitely got to be flattering to have, you know, he could just come in and replace Oscar DeShibwe and be the next him. So that's going to be interesting. I just, I mean, I, I don't know if I want to see him at Maryland or not. Like, as a I, non-Michigan I fan, I obviously, Michigan fans, I would assume, don't want to see him there. Um, but as a state fan, I don't want to have to keep playing him, obviously. Mm-hmm. like I But, like, he already has a rivalry with everyone in the Big Ten. <laughs> so, like... You might as well just stay there because he loves being this villain guy. Yeah, so. and just add another team to your list of rivals in Michigan. Exactly, like add Michigan to the list. So I, it would Kentucky be, would be a cool landing spot. It, it really would. would be. I would. I'd be okay with Kentucky. It'd be fun to watch. Yeah, there. and it would. They'd be a lot better too. Yeah, I mean, so he probably, could like so. him talking shit would look a lot better for the sake of them winning games. Yeah. So we'll see what happens with Dickens, and obviously we'll keep you guys updated as this process goes along. Um, talking about Caleb Love, he's been one of the biggest names in the transfer portal right now. It's looking like he might come to Michigan. Looks like it. It's it's right now. It's I think on one recruiting, which is the one I've been looking at, because like you know Joseph Tipton, uh, he's like yeah one Tipton of the, edits. Yeah, uh, like he's one of the biggest like college basketball guys. So uh, and he is he works with one recruiting. So that's kind of just what I've been looking at. Um, it's 50-50 right now between Michigan and Missouri. Missouri's been talked about a lot with Caleb Love, but if Caleb Love came to Michigan, it'd be interesting. I'm not, be not cool. It doesn't solve their problems. No. Um, they actually have a lot of guards at that point. <laughs> like, I mean, they could use some bench guards. I don't know about a starting guard. Um, well, who's going to start at the two for us next year? I mean, like maybe Namari Burnett, who they already got in the transfer portal. Yeah, or, I mean, Caleb Love would. Yeah. Burnett would probably come off the bench at that point. 
Um, but I think the wings slash another big is a much more concerned of area for Michigan right now. Nah, Terrace but, reads the future. <laughs> and Terrace Williams hasn't entered the portal yet either, which is which I thought that was going to happen. So if I have to see like the starting lineup of Jalen Llewellyn, Burnett, oh, I, forget, I didn't even say Llewellyn. Yeah, yeah Llewellyn's yeah. there. Llewellyn. Well, you have Doug McDaniel. He's going to start. Oh my god! Like, dude. do you need Caleb Love? We need we need a lot more than Caleb Love. We need everything else. Yeah. Uh, Who's going to start at the three? Because, oh, Jace is probably going to start at the oh three. Oh, my God. Is he actually? Terrence Williams at the Jace four. Jace Howard is not a college basketball player. No, not at all. But you're going to go. So let's say Llewellyn. Let's just throw Caleb Love in there for shits and giggles because <laughs> we're not going to be good. Uh, and then Jace Howard, Terrence Williams, Terrace Reed. <laughs> I mean, I just like, I assume that Michigan is going to get more portal guys. Like they just, they just seem like a portal team. Um, and it's still pretty early in the process. Now the season's officially over, so like things will start going off for sure. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, the worst. I, I don't think Michigan getting Caleb Love is like this. Woohoo! We got Caleb Love. <laughs> like it's like okay, like it, you know, like Caleb Love is like a not this like elite player. Like he was had a good tournament run at UNC, but like there's a reason he stayed in college basketball and like didn't go to the next level like he was supposed to. So. You know, it's, it's going to make it more easy to watch, but like we're not going to win. I don't oh, know, dude. You ever watch to... Caleb Love play, dude? Yeah, you're right. He takes a lot of bad shots. You're right. And I've got words for bad shots. <laughs> I, I hate my least favorite thing in the world is bad shot attempts. That's why I struggled with Jet this exactly, year. Cause... Yeah, exactly. And Jet actually shot them at a high clip. Yeah, right? he shot them well. Uh, Caleb Love is a sub 40% <laughs> shooter from the field. As a guard, you know, so it's just like I don't know. Michigan basketball is going. If if something, if some crazy shit doesn't happen in the next few weeks in this transfer portal, Michigan basketball could be really tough to watch next year. Yeah. Really ugly. And like, not saying that like Michigan is like better off not getting Caleb Love. Like, if you yeah, get yeah. Caleb Love, yeah, it's better than like not, not getting him. I guess. Yeah. But it's like the final it's, piece. It's not like oh, like we're back. Like no, you're not. <laughs> Um, and then just a couple other things like Max Amos was a guy who entered the transfer portal. Mm-hmm. He was the star of Oral Roberts a couple years in the tournament. Um, he's projected to go to Wichita State. I thought that was cool. Um, and then the big like center prospect in the portal is Kellel Ware. He was a top 10 ranked player in his class last year, just a freshman at Oregon. Only reason I wanted to talk about him is because he's looking like he's going to go to Indiana uh, to potentially replace Trace Jackson Davis. So awesome! it's going to be fun to see more guys in the Big Ten. And maybe Bronny James still ends up going to Ohio State, by the way. Like, I was talking about this with Willie. I think I would want to see Bronny James go to Ohio State. That'd be awesome. Because like, it's between Ohio State and USC right now. Mm-hmm. As much as I hate Ohio State, like, I think it would just be cool to, like, he has to play against our teams. Yeah. Like, like I would probably go to the MSU Ohio State. Oh, that would be awesome to right? watch, Bronny. And like, and just to like, I mean, you'd have so many more emotions yeah. about him and feelings about him if he comes to the Big Ten and goes to Ohio State. It would be really cool. Uh-huh. It really would be because then you also get the parallel of LeBron might have went to Ohio State if he did go to a college. Yeah. So it'd just be it'd be a cool, fun little thing. Mm-hmm. But if he does go to USC, that would also be really cool because yeah. they have Isaiah Collier, who's the best player in the class. So if those two were a duo, that would be cool. Um, yeah, that's basically it. Uh, like we could talk about the Lions, but like there's not much else to talk about. Uh, they had Will Anderson come in for their top thirty visit, so. 
Maybe we trying to get Will Anderson still. Who knows? Let's trade up for him. Yeah, we might as well. Uh, three weeks away is the draft from today, actually. So we will have a more in-tune draft episode coming soon. So yeah, go watch the NBA season. See how it ends. It's going to be fun. Next week, expect our playoff predictions episode. And yeah, that's basically it. Yeah, that's all. all Peace. Right, bye.